Hello, 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 6 a.m. run. Runners, community more than anything. Guys, family, everyone, as you guys continue to kind of help make these podcasts grow, I'm really excited. Today we launched a really good one, but I won't even say which one because as we, you know, kind of as we've been growing and these podcasts have been launching, I'm, I'm just so excited. And you guys know I start every podcast with my kind of gratuitous thank you. So again, thank you guys. I also am excited today. A couple things. We're going to get right to our guest. He's awaiting, but we got Ari back. Ari, what's going on? I'm kind of teaching Ari about a new platform we're using. Ari, you're back. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. I, I missed you guys. I know I, I snuck in a few podcasts here and there as well. So excited. Maybe a little competition. See who's who's the better host uh, between the um, two. But no, it's, it's good. I, I apologize. My voice is a little raspy. Anybody who has kids or has lived with kids knows, you know, eventually you get hit with whatever they bring along. So feeling a little, feeling okay, but just a little raspy voice. No, 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 no. And let's get right to Rashawn Parker. Rashawn, I will let you, uh, one of my things I always say, and when I I introduce guests, I want to bring you right on and introduce you, but I feel we are our own best hype men, right? Or women. (laughs) So go ahead. While you're introducing yourself, please, we just talked about this on the pre-call. Can you also please tell everyone why I asked you to be on the show? Hi, I'm Rashawn Parker. I'm the director and producer of Beyond the Check, a travel food show where I find worker-owned restaurants and hang out with the chef owners. And they let me try all their food. So that's pretty fun. Nice. I also was a runner. I also had recently a second hip replacement. I have a two-year-old hip and a two-month-old hip. And I haven't really been able to run in years. But I'm thinking maybe in about a month, I'm going to go jogging. So just throwing that out there. Is that something can you start or? I mean, you just wear it out faster, you know, but you can do what you want. Right. No, I totally get that. (laughs) Tell me though, you know, we were talking even about, you know, where we were going to get into with this call. Let's go backwards. I I always like to kind of take our listeners and even because I put myself in the listener's shoes. Ari, of of course, come on in whenever you have anything you want to ask. But food is such a big part of everyone's lives. I got to assume you as well. That's why you got into this show, right? Like. Were you always a foodie? Were you like, please, Rashawn, tell us how this all got started. I mean, I've always, I mean, my first job when I was like 14 was like a busser in a restaurant, right? Uh And so I was in a fine dining restaurant. And so, and then I just always was in the service industry, like through college and grad school. And, you know, so I've done pretty much everything in a restaurant. I was never really a chef, but I was a prep cook a couple of times. I believe. But I grew up with a herbalist mother who we did not have sugar or candy or the junk food in the house when I was a kid. I have three younger sisters. Junk food existed by the fourth one. But when I was a kid, we were eating bulgur wheat and we had carob instead of chocolate. And occasionally we had like candied flowers. It was like put sugar on flowers (laughs) and that was our candy. But me and my sister have always considered ourselves the cooks of the family. Like my mom makes really traditional 1970s dishes that like, you know, casseroles and using French dressing as like sweet and sour sauce and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, no. it's, just, it's nostalgic. So it was this weird combination of these 1970s like casserole dishes and just like trying to be super healthy with like dandelion fritters and like dandelion sandwiches and like just weird stuff and so coming out of that and then like working in fine dining restaurants and like seeing chefs and you know learning from chefs just like managing restaurants and being around them you know 
No, I, I get that. I, I One of the things, and Ari has two babies as well. One of the things that really bothers me is this society we are in today. And, and I'll share that having two young kids myself. I hate the word snacks. You know, these kids are saying snacks and they want to go in the pantry and, you know, they want to go in the pantry and they're not, you know, when you say snacks, right? Like a, an apple to your mom's point a little bit, like an apple or something would be cool. But when they say snacks, they want potato chips. They potato want... chips. Do you remember the Berenstein Bears? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Do you remember the one book where the mom took all the junk food, all the <laughs> snacks and like hid it away and replaced it all with fruits and vegetables? Do you are? I kind of do. Yeah. But no, you're absolutely right. I mean, my kids and, you know, they're just a year and a half. So it's, it's, you know, hopefully we've got some time, but they live on carbs. I mean, it's pretzels, it's potato chips, it's these cheesy puff things. Like it's a struggle. You yeah. know, and a lot of the days, it's actually funny because that's what they live on. But yesterday we had some tuna steaks, like some just decent ones. And, you know, we always try to give them some food thinking they, you know, just to have them try it. They devoured it. Like they probably eat more than we did. So, you know, you, you get lucky on some things and I guess they got really good taste. Yeah. <laughs> I think the trick is generationally eating, you know, so our great grandparents, they ate off the farm, they ate real food and slowly from that generation, we transitioned into the fast food generation, right. And all the junk and we're kind of stuck there with corn syrup everywhere and, you know, and everything. And so now we're on this fight of a backlash to try to transition generationally back into a more healthy diet. And we're here stuck in the middle of it, right? It's just like, you know, we, we saw the rotary phone and now we're also seeing like sushi right. arrived and then vegan arrived and then that people made fun of it. But now it's cool, right? And yeah. now it's, people are pushing towards that milk was you got to have it to like don't drink milk. Oh right? my God. You're, you're hitting, yeah, no, it's so funny you say that. And I that's where we're at. And we in the middle have to like make ourselves better to teach our kids better. Right. But at the same time, we still want to order a pepperoni pizza, but we probably shouldn't let them have it because that's what they're going to want later too. make, you know, here's your veggie pizza. That's, you know, <laughs> super good for you. No, you can't have a bite of daddy's. <laughs> it's, it's so funny you're saying that. So I'm 42. I would never forget. I was in college. It was like around 97 through like 2002. That's when I personally was introduced to sushi. And it was funny. I was cool because I was like, all right, the cooked stuff I'll do. Um, my wife, right, doesn't want to hear this. The girl I was dating at the time, I never forget the date. We, I like. It's one of those things you just always remember. And I swore that night. I was like, I'm never touching the raw stuff. That's for you, right? Fast forward now, my wife, who's Japanese, like, the raw stuff's way better. Oh yeah, the raw stuff. They, the other stuff's not real sushi. <laughs> no, no. So like, but it was funny. Like, eighteen-year-old Hami was like, "Ew, I'm never touching." You know what I mean? Like, now it's like, I don't know if your palate, Lynn Ray. Let me. That's the next kind of question I want to bring to you. Do our palates change as we get older? Your palate changes if you start eating differently. You okay. know, when you stop eating sugar, sugar eventually becomes super sweet. It's just like if you if you don't. Let's say you're used to drinking wine like regularly, mm -hmm. right? And then you stop drinking for like two weeks and you have one glass of wine and you're like, oh my God, how did I used to drink a bottle of this in a night? <laughs> like, this is crazy. And if you, the same goes for sugar, right? Or meat or anything else that you desire, it just takes a transitional time for you to allow your taste buds to mm -hmm. get over it, the dopamine in your brain to yeah. like stop wanting it. And then it's better. Then everything tastes fresh and delicious. Yeah. But we're just so accustomed and overwhelmed with flavor 
that trying to eat really healthy just, you know, doesn't get us off. Yeah, I totally agree with that. So let's also go back. So, you know, so I I think it seemed now I'm going to just kind of put words in your mouth a little bit. So growing up, mom forced a lot of health. It seemed like part of your journey was finding really delicious food. I left out the part where we went to grandma's house and grandpa's house and ate all the Snickers and the. uh, So you had a way around. (laughs) You had an escape route. I love that. Mm -hmm. So we'll leave it to grandparents. And it's funny. I'm seeing that now. My dad was a, I'll say it on, I curse a little bit, Rachel. Uh, My dad is an asshole when I was growing up. And now to my kids, he brings candy. If they have a bad basketball game, he's like, don't yell at them. He's like, I'm like, dude, who are you? Because you were a jerk anyway. But yeah, so that leave it to that. Rashawn, you just proved that I guess grandparents have to take that role. Yep. They got to buy you. They got to buy you off. You know, they got to buy you off. Talk to us how you got into now this being a show, you being making it like a career out of it. Like, where does that transition take place? If you can take us through that journey. So, yeah, I have a master's degree in film and television. Okay. And uh, so I work in feature films and stuff in Savannah as well. But I made a couple pilots of different shows just trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And we did a small business like rescue thing where we uh-huh. find a really positive small business and we'd go and had a web designer who would redo their whole website and we'd make them some commercials and some ads and get all the social media in line and all that fun stuff. And it was just overwhelming. We made a little pilot where we didn't really redo the website. And then we made an actual like full on episode with a company called beat tan. It's all natural tanning. So you can spray tan. They got a rub on lotion. Now she's doing great. Uh, her website's amazing too, <laughs> but it just took too long and it was too much. And so I was hanging out with servers. So I was like, ah, I'm just going to do a little like video podcast thing and take servers out or kitchen people, bartenders, whatever, just to chat. And we go to the beach or we go play putt putt or just go do something. And I did that for a little bit. And I was like, I really just need to go to restaurants. And so my father had passed away. I'm sorry. And uh, he died on the beach. He's old. He's fine. And <laughs> best retirement plan you could ever come up with. Anyway, so we were having a celebration of life party up in Ohio, and my sister and her husband owned a little restaurant called Purple Chopsticks. And while I was up there, I was like, hey, can I just make like this like food show? You guys want to get interviewed? I'll make you some ads and stuff and whatever. And I'm like, yeah, sure. So I made the pilot, and with just my wife, who was super happy in episode one, if you ever watch it. She gets much happier now. She actually cooks in season three, so wow. in, no- in November. Real quick, too, where can we, and, and and we'll put all this in the bio, where can we catch the show? Uh, the show's on Amazon and Tubi TV. Okay. Fox's streaming. Series. No, I have. It's funny. I have, obviously, obviously Amazon, and I have Tubi is a secret, if you're not aware of, Tubi is a secret gem of free movies. Like, and it's TV. awesome. Yeah. Tubi TV. It's yeah. Fox's free TV. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to have to check that out. Oh, dude, I put it on all the kids' phones. Tubi is amazing. I'm sorry I interrupted you. We, 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 hey, good. Boost it. They need to give me a dollar every time I say it, but we're working right. on it. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, I came home and I showed the pilot to some people, and they're like, yeah, let's do That's great. We should, you should make more of that. Wow. So, we spent the next like three months shooting five more episodes, and we actually ended the last episode on March 8th of okay. 2020. And, then, and, the then, next, the, and then the next week, the country shut down. <laughs> wow. So 
I got the show finished as quickly as possible because everyone's stuck home watching TV. And people had already gone back out of the house by the time season one came out. Oh, but no. Not completely, but it was like November of 2020. And then we shot season two just in Savannah or in Georgia, North South Carolina, uh, because uh, COVID still. So mm-hmm. we just stayed close. And that's out. It's uh, season two. You learn a lot more. Season two is a little slower and more in depth. Season one is a little buzzfeedy. And season three is a combo of both. We went to Texas. So that had to be now, t- now obviously, Texas. Let me ask you a question. So and I was a vegetarian me- for a month oh, before that for no. Texas, too. So, so that's where like the whole cognitive distance of how we want to be and how the world allows yeah. us to act. I was going to say, because that's I, once you said Texas, I immediately go to Tex Mex barbecue. Oh, yeah, barbecue. Like, a lot, a lot yeah. of barbecue. Well, Georgia, too. I've driven through Georgia, I've been to Atlanta. I mean, the barbecue pit stops through Georgia, too, by the way. Georgia, don't discount Georgia's food. Georgia's food is right up, is there, if not right, like, you know, yeah, no, Georgia's... We have some good barbecue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was going to say, but Texas is more of that Tex-Mex kind of mix. But we didn't didn't just hit barbecue, though. So we actually had Ethiopian restaurant, fantastic taste of Ethiopia, two spots in Austin. So that was that was going to bring me to my next question. So you kind of were starting that Ethiopian. What's some of the restaurants that just you never tried their food, but you did, and it just kind of like I don't know if you can say that. Obviously, we want people to watch the show too. But what's one things they can look out for where they can see? One of the things I love, and I I, I really apologize because I I want to go watch these shows, but you know you see the Guy Fieri's things like that. I think what people love is his reaction to the food, right? What was one episode you remember and you've rewatched maybe where you're like, this got me? I mean, Seawolf Tybee Island is really fun. Uh-huh. Season two, episode two. They got oysters and uh, Kobe hot dogs. Yeah. Oysters Kobe beef hot dogs? Kobe beef hot dogs. Wow. Oysters is kind of their that's how, the gimmick. How much is a campaign. Kobe beef hot dog? I 15 bucks. Not one terrible. Oh. It, yeah, if you think about it, it's just what's left over of the beef, right? So they right. don't do anything else with it. So they... He made hot dogs and sent them to America. <laughs> no, yeah, going on that. All right, so you know, you know, it's funny. My wife just showed me. So there's, uh, do you guys know Salt Bay? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he he does this. They have a $10,000 tomahawk steak that's covered in gold. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? But like my wife showed me, do you know the gold foliage that goes over that steak? It's only like $8 a sheet. So he's making some good money off of that. Like, you know what I'm saying, though? But like, it's all about, and I'm sure, Rashawn, you'll tell us, it's all about optics a lot of these times, right? You're thinking like, oh my God, it's a $10,000 tomahawk steak. The sliver of paper that they use to make the gold foliage. Like, it's just... It's, and is gold tasty? I don't know. It's uh, not really that... I was just going to say, Hami, our next round, we'll do like a golden... Gold? We'll do like a golden ticket, golden marathon. You know, you can have a little, little bit of gold extra in it. Do I need no. to eat gold? Is that, I don't. Am I am I, I deficient? Know. Am I gold deficient? Am I don't I, know. I don't know. But it's like, but they, <laughs> you know what though? The dude has got what fifty million Instagram followers. And let me ask you that too. Obviously, being in this industry, are there people, Rashawn, you've taken after? You know, we just obviously threw out. You know, Guy Fieri, Salt Bay, people in the food industry. My favorite personally is uh, Bordenas. You know. I mean, Bourdain's king, so, you know, that's, yeah, yeah. that's a given. I was hoping we were going to talk about him, at least. Yeah, I mean, for me, I love, I'm Persian. It, like, he was, I've always, and I've, I don't say that openly a lot, I'll admit, but when he did his Iran episode, for an American to go there and talk about the food that I grew up, my parents made. Oh, and he loved Iran. He yeah. loved Iran. 
Yeah. So like it was the first time I'll be honest. And I really open up on this podcast, guys. I don't share that I'm Persian a lot. It's not something I grew up doing. I grew up in an R year too young, but it was that Iran Contra. <laughs> like it was not like the greatest time to run around, say you're Iranian. You know what I mean? Right. But when he, he went there, it was, I'll, I'll be honest. And I love, by the way, guys, you guys know, I love this country. I have a diverse family. But it was like one of the first times I was very much, I was showing my wife, like in a very proud way, like, look at the kebabs and look at all the things (laughs) he's eating. Like it was crazy. But anyway, so (laughs) I I digress. But Rashawn, who's some of your favorites? Bourdain, you said was king. What are some of those other people you take after? I mean, Bourdain is king. I think I really look at the format of shows more than, you know, the hosts. Because like, you know, I'm me. I'm not going to be anybody else. So I just have to be me. Right. But... So what I what Beyond the Check originally was actually based on was did you see Worth It? Speaking of gold foil, yeah, 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 yeah. right. Mm. So I watched Worth It, and I was like, this guy just goes places. Obviously, he sold a bunch of Bitcoin and he works with BuzzFeed or something, but yeah, <laughs> but just cruising around in the car. So I was like, hey, you know, why not just do that? Like, so mm. it's a little bit of like Worth It, just you know, a crew going to a restaurant, right, and hanging out, very kind of loosey goosey. 